The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are here in the second hour. I am Summer Sibley Brown filling in for Neville James as the host of Analyze This from WTJX FM 93.1 on your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And I just want to say that I am filling in for Neville because he is actually in St. Thomas preparing to host um, WTJX's coverage of the inauguration, um, which will be live at 10 on all our platforms. And so to remind you, you can check Neville out um, and um, the Honorable Governor Albert Bryan and Trigenza Roach. Lieutenant Governor Trigenza Roach at 10 a.m. WTGX TV, WTGX's Facebook page, and WTGX.org. Um, in studio with me this morning, um, I have one. I need to adjust myself because in the second hour, you know, I said this is this is the second day of the new year. And everything is about New Year's resolutions, right? Everybody is like, you know. I myself, start of the new year, I'm going to fast. I'm going to, you know, we got a financial goals. We got a physical goals. We have all these other goals that we set up for ourselves. And one of the things that we, we, we usually do is we have a health goal. Um, and in our health goals, we are always trying. In our health goals, we always try to make sure that, you know, we're trying to everybody in the new year is like, I'm going to either lose this weight or I'm going to eat more healthy. I'm going to do more things. And so I wanted to talk about health this morning in the second hour. And before we transition, I think we have a caller who has a question from our first hour. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm OK. I, I'd like to get some information on the the uh, presenter and the, the guest you just had. Mm hmm. What's the name of the organization? Sabon Sake. S-A-B-O-N. S-A-B-O-N. S-A-K-E. S-A-T-E. No, S as in Sam, A as in Alpha, K as in Kellogg Cereal, and E as in Earth. Sabon Sake. Okay. And the last item you gave me is A as in Alpha? Yeah, no, E as in Earth. Sabon Sake. Like Saki, like um Japanese uh, Saki. Uh-huh. That's how it's spelled. Oh, okay. And E as in Earth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you would go to sabonsaki.com. Okay, sabonsaki.com. Thank you. You're welcome and thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Yes, happy new year to you. Bye. All right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love when our listeners call in and I'm really glad that somebody, you know, if you touch one person, you touch a lot. So I'm hoping um, that we get more people to check out Sabon Sake and I'm hoping that Sabon Sake and the Virgin Islands can build some type of relationship. Um, so as I was saying, welcome, welcome back. It's hour two. And in hour two, as we talk about all things New Year and we talk about all things that are critical for us, we know health is usually a New Year's goal. Um, and in that, 
I have the Virgin Islands Diabetes Center of Excellence joining us today. Um, and their mission is to prevent diabetes and reduce its complications through health promotion, patient education, treatment, and research, right? Um, they joined us on Analyze This about a year ago to discuss this newly formed public-private partnership. And now we have the wonderful Terry Lynch in studio with me looking lovely for the new year. I mean, you look radiant. Thank you. Um, and we're going to jump into a conversation because um, I feel like this is super important for us to, as we discuss health, discuss the services um, the rationale, the reasons we have in the VI for for citizens participating. How are you this morning? I am doing amazing. A pleasant good morning to you and all the listeners and prosperous greetings for a wonderful new year for everyone. Yeah, um, so I just want you to know I have health goals. I have like literally yesterday I started my my own personal um, health journey, and I'm also going to put it on the record that I have um, I have my first appointment with the Virgin Islands Disability Diabetes Center of Excellence in February, right? Great. Um, and one of the things I'm seeking to achieve is better health for myself. Um, talk to me about what it's been a year. Talk to me about one. What is your role at Vidco um, for? I feel like because I know you, everybody knows you, but maybe I might. <laughs> you should introduce yourself. I should step back. Well, let's rewind. Could you please introduce yourself, Miss Lynch? Well, good morning again. My name is Terry Lynch, and presently I am the nurse navigator at the Virgin Islands Diabetes Center of Excellence. I have served, since you're saying that you feel like you know me, um, I've served, served the community in various nursing and healthcare leadership roles for over 25 years. So I'm very passionate and committed to see that we do better in terms of our health and our health management. And that is one of the goals for the Diabetic Center for VIDCO, we'll call it VIDCO. Um, VIDCO was newly formed and started in May of 2022. So fairly new to the community. In November, we did our big launch and we had a lot of um, diabetes awareness community outreaches. We tried to get in touch with the public so that the public could be aware of VIDCO and the work that we're doing. But basically, VIDCO is a nonprofit organization that is focused primarily on supporting diabetes management in our community through education, screening, early intervention, and support services related specifically to the diabetic patient or the person living with diabetes. So one, I really feel like it's important. You said something, you said health management, right? Health management. And I'm like, what, what a wonderful way for us to discuss this. Because the reason why this morning when I, when I was asked, and you know, I was like, they was like, will you fill in? I was like, yes. And can we talk about, can we talk about health? Because in the Virgin Islands, while we have health goals, and I think a lot of those goals, New Year's goals become related to weight, right? A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds for the new year. I started to think about like the chronic diseases that are impacting Virgin Islanders that while we tackle our weight, I have weight to tackle, but while we tackle our weight, I'm not tackling my weight for 
just for physical appearance. I'm actually uh, addressing the underlying health issues that that I could be predisposed to, not could be, that I am predisposed to um, because of family lineage, because of eating, because of lifestyle. And so I was like, I'd really like us to focus on one of those chronic diseases because if you live in the Virgin Islands, we, we you know that morbid obesity and diabetes, um, heart disease and hypertension are those non-communicable diseases diseases are really we have them at high rates so that today this morning's new year's health resolution conversation for me like i think a gift we can give the community is helping them understand what resources are out there that are available to you as you begin to take on your 30 your 30 pounds you're gonna lose in 2023 your 10 pounds by the first quarter you're gonna because you're going to your cousin wedding you know they are gonna reduce my white rice intake because you know you, you, all of the reasons why we take on health resolutions for the new year you want to live longer to enjoy your grandchildren like there's resources because i have started and failed so many times <laughs> um and i i've been diagnosed as pre-diabetic right and I don't want to live on. I don't want to live on medication, although I might have to. So when you said health management, I felt like that's the conversation. What? So tell me a little bit if I haven't had a visit yet. So what will my visit intake? What will, What does that look like? What can I, I expect? So one of the first steps in managing um, with diabetes is actually knowing what is your diabetes status. What are your numbers related to diabetes? And what we do at the center, your first visit, if you have not already established with your primary care provider or um, one of the primary care clinics where you seek um, health um, treatment is to establish what is your diabetes status. And so the first step is what is your A1C? more specifically, and we also do um, random blood glucose screening at the center. Then we do have practitioners that conduct head-to-toe clinical assessments, um, primarily focused on diabetes. As um, I'll keep saying, everything at the center is primarily focused on diabetes. And so you get to screen so that you can know what your numbers are. You get a clinical assessment, and then based on whatever we determine throughout the clinical assessment visit, then there are wraparound services to support you as needed. So primarily we have diabetic management or self-management classes that's conducted on site. That is um, two weeks of classes specifically focused on getting individuals to learn how to manage their diabetes through diet, through nutrition, through exercise and fitness, and also coping. This is a big factor that we tend not to focus on when it comes to managing any type of chronic disease. That's the coping part, the, the behavioral health um, component. So we do have all of those services available on site. And then we also have partnered with several of our community stakeholders in terms of of um, specialty referrals, um, podiatry, optometry, um, 
advanced nutrition, the behavioral health component. Um, so we are taking a holistic, comprehensive approach to managing the whole journey of living with diabetes. Can I, can I ask a question? I want to come back to the holistic, but who should, who should be screened? Like, who should know their number? So one of the things that we found, um, there was some data search um, shared from the Department of Health that diabetes is the sixth leading cause of death here in the territory. So that says to us there are two numerous to mention <laughs> um, members of the community that have diabetes as a family history or they have, like you said, the predisposed factors that will contribute to maybe becoming diabetic, and that is um, obesity, family history of diabetes, perhaps hypertension. Um, the symptoms are so general, so if you're, you're having problems with blurred vision, if you have frequent urination, if you have frequent thirst, frequent hunger, all of those are symptoms of prediabetes and diabetes. So when you say who should be screened, if you know that you have a family history, then definitely you should. Well, I mean, Vidco ain't saying this, but I hope everybody goes to know their number. If you, I mean, that rate is alarming, right? And alarming, but something can be done about it, right? So it is the six, the six leading cause of death. One, here. two, three, four, five, six, six. Like that. This is information that as a community we need to take and analyze and put into context, right? And make decisions around. Even if, you know, it's number six, we need to start looking into it. We need, I could see why we have a, a center of excellence that is focused solely on diabetes. I had, I've never heard that number before. When you said it, it hit me like, poof, poof, poof. as a person whose both grandmothers were diabetic, right? My dad is on insulin. Um, I have the, I have most of the predisposed factors, right? Mm -hmm. I have the family history. I have the obesity. Like it's like, and like we just up in that the six. And so, listening audience, it's a new year. You could get a health screening. You could check yourself out. Even if you should know your A one C, right? Like there's nothing wrong with having health data to inform your health management. So when you said the six, and I asked the question, who I was like, oh my goodness, this means almost everybody, right? Like <laughs> because if if it is so rampant that it is up to the six, right? That means somewhere in your in in our family lineage, there are people who who have suffered with this. Um, and our starch and starch and starch and starch diet, which is our party plate. And this is the time. <laughs> I, that's what I call it. I love it. The rice, the macaroni, the stuffing, the potato salad, the coleslaw. Um, and then you got a fry fish, the salmon balls, some roast pork, a little and gravy fast. on the side. Lots and lots of gravy, right? And then we, all of that produces sugar. I, I mean, at the base of all of that food, it's, it's, a, it's a high, it's delicious. It's high sugar content. It is the way we eat from November to uh, to February, right? It's I mean, like, if I name it, like, yes, this is a time where people take on health challenges. And culturally in our community, this is the time of year from Thanksgiving to maybe the end of February. Because the food fair is coming. Yeah. We have a large influx of celebration, which means we get together and we have a lot of party food. 
Yes. The so whole plate. Yes. yes. And it's delicious and we love it. And you want a little bit of everything. Yes. We got the best macaroni and cheese and the best potato salad and the best seasoned rice debout. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know that's the party plate. Don't judge me. Right? <laughs> um, it is. Um, but diabetes is also the sixth leading cause of death. Right? It is. In a territory. And so like, I ain't saying nobody don't eat the party plate. I'm saying like this conversation about how we in 2023 seek to balance health and have health management is a real, 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 real conversation. And we're we're having a conversation specifically focused on diabetes, which is important. And of course, that's why I'm here. But when you're talking about health management and health goals starting um, going into 2023 for the new year, it's important that you not only know your diabetes status, but it's just important that you have a regular physical exam. So the Diabetes Center we work collaboratively with other primary care providers on the island, with um, the Fredrickson Health Center, with the Department of Health, with private physicians um, on island. It is a team effort for us to change the conversation and the awareness of, about healthy status on island. So yes, our diet is very um, carb heavy, it is. And, you know, I'll, I'll join your uh, piggyback on what you're saying. I love to eat as well. And what um, <clears throat> where I dwell on the party plate is the carbs. I love baked macaroni and cheese. I love it. Um, so we do tend to overindulge. But um, when I started by saying that the, the first step in the journey is knowing your status, after you know your status, then knowledge is power. Snaps information is power so the center focuses on education and giving you the tools to make better choices about managing your health so it's not that the center is going to do all of the work we're there to support aggressively but there must be a commitment on the individual side that that i am going to take control of my health it has to be a commitment. So when I do see the party buffet laid in front of me with the, the macaroni and the rice and all the stuff that you mentioned that we both like. So the choice is I am taking control. So I'm not going to have two pot spoons of seasoned rice and et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to know that how much I eat affects how healthy I am. How much I eat affects how healthy I am. This is Summer Sibley Brown. You're listening to WTJX. We're going to take a quick break and come back. We're talking to the lovely Terry Lynch about VIDCO, the Virgin Islands Diabetes Center of Excellence, and why we should know our status. for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. 
bankofstcroix.com. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with Free Tuition Plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. If it's happening around the world... NPR's Frank Langfitt is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home... On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho... Join on the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green... Morning Edition from NPR News will take you there, wherever the story is. Listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. Here on WTJX FM 93.1. You know, my favorite thing to say is, and we are back. 2023, this is the first time I get to say, and we are back um, on Analyze This. It's me, Summer Sibley Brown, filling in for the Neville James. Um, I, he's in St. Thomas, preparing to do the inauguration thing. I get to be on air with you this morning, wishing you a happy, happy, happy new year. And as New Year's goes, we've talked about agriculture. That's my thing. And now we're also talking about health, right? The thing that I'm making com- um, a commitment to for myself. And we're on with Terry Lynch, the nurse navigator from the Virgin Islands Diabetes Center for Excellence, which we call VIDCO. So I won't say that 10 times, I promise. Um <laughs> And what we're what we were really talking about, if you are just joining us, um, is one who should know their status, what the center does, um, its focus on diabetes in specific, and diabetes as part of having the tools to have health management navigated on that specific um, chronic disease or NCD non communicable disease, and the fact that they have partnerships. Um, workshops, education, outreach, like they have a process and I really wanted to focus on the education piece because Terry, you said something powerful before the break. You said Vidco is here to be aggressive support Mm -hmm. but you can't do the work. We can give you the tools and I really wanted to talk about like what tools, what education, right? Because part of a, part of our health resolution out there in, in radio land is getting it done. So there are several buckets, I'll say, um, to where the diabetes education focuses. So the first part, like I said, was knowing your status. Are you um, diabetic? Are you pre-diabetes? Or are you um, borderline and should manage your lifestyle um, so that you don't escalate into pre-diabetes or diabetes? So... 
when you come to Bitco and you get screened and we find out, so I can give you some of the numbers so that we can start there um, just in case. Because like I said, we want to partner with other healthcare providers. So say you've gone to your primary care provider on island and they've said to you, ah, maybe you got to watch your diabetes a little bit because you're pre-diabetic. What does that mean? That means in terms of your A1C that you have a reading of 5.7 to 6.4. That would be your pre-diabetes, your pre-diabetic. Diabetes is an A1C reading of 6.5 and above. A normal reading, a normal A1C would be 5.7 and below. So I know people are more familiar with checking just their blood glucose. That's they have a machine. They check it in the morning. They check it in the afternoon. They check it. But that reading can change depending on several factors, your diet, your rest, your stress level, et cetera, your, your um, fitness level. Those, those readings change throughout the day. However, your A1C is a cumulative average of your blood glucose over three months. So we kind of rely on that more so at Bitco. And so once you know what your status is, then um, through the education classes, we have a focus on, there's several classes and there's a focus, there's a nutrition class, there's a medication management class, there is a coping class, there is a class focused on showing you how to self-medicate or how to give yourself the insulin, understanding that process. And then the first class, which I, I'd say the intro class, is just an overview of what diabetes is and a breakdown of how it works, how the insulin, the beta cells, it gets more in-depth to what, how diabetes actually um, exists in your body. Hmm. Knowledge is power, one, right? And so in all... Um and this is a knock, not a knock on any primary caregiver at all. Um, they have a function, right? You're, the job of your primary caregiver is not to educate, right? They, they do it. They give you pamphlets. They try to give you as much information as possible. But the way that is set up is like you go in, you get, you know, your diagnosis, you get your treatment or treatment regimen, and you leave, right? And then you're off to, to care for yourself. So when you said the class of what is diabetes, right? And how it works in your body. I was like, oh, wow, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that my I have a family history of diabetes. So that's like one of the checks you should go check out. We said that in the first round when we we're talking. But I, I've read pamphlets, but I don't really have an understanding exactly. of how it works. So when you, you know, as you were going through all the classes, I was like, oh, nutrition, medication management, coping. The coping popped up for me. I want to talk about that a little bit. You know, how to give yourself medicine. I was like, okay. And then when you said, what is diabetes? I was like, wow. You know, um, so if you're listening, like I think one of this the tool of education you know knowledge is power it is true but just like if you are diabetic or if you're pre-diabetic or if it's in your family how many of us actually really understand Mm -hmm. what it is our mother our grandmother our father 
or even ourselves are predisposed to and why we should be making different choices. So you begin, the, the working of the thing is important. Absolutely. Like, that really, that, like, like, that, like, really, like, I was like, I wasn't, ex- I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. Like, and it genuinely made me be like, oh. It's an absolute deeper dive into all of the things that contribute to how diabetes affects you. And you'd be surprised. There's so many things that I've been a nurse for over 20-something years. And there's so much that I learn. And and actually, I continue to learn. So, okay. So, that's... we was The education is centered around that. You also said coping. And that popped out to me. Because I was like, you know, you don't think about... You don't think about the fact that if I am a newly diagnosed person or if I've been diagnosed for a really long time, um, that there's a coping mechanism to this. Absolutely. There is one word that I left out when I was talking about the holistic approach to caring for the patient with diabetes, and that is cultural relevance. So a lot of what we do at the center takes into consideration the culture of the community that we're dealing with. You said about the food, you said about the season for the food. One of the things culturally that we've been having discussions about is the stigma attached to behavioral health or mental health. Mm. And so think about it. You have a chronic disease and that chronic disease affects your, your life and the way that you now function throughout your daily activities. Maybe you're tired. You can't play with the kids anymore. One of the things that, um, you know, we kind of shy away from, especially when it comes to um, talking about the men and you see me smiling. I was thinking, <laughs> Terry, get out my brain because I was like thinking and about the stigma of insulin and function. Yes, there, there is. On the intimacy there you go. I'm trying to say it politically correct. There, there is a concern or a challenge, <laughs> to say it better, with sexual function and the patients living with diabetes. And that is something that we don't discuss openly at all because culturally there's this stigma that when you have a challenge, you don't talk about it. You, you know, you make your back strong and, and you, you yeah. chug on. Or whatever it is. So think about it. There is there is significant lifestyle changes that occur when you do have, when you are living with any form of chronic disease. And when we're talking about making adjustments into living, we're talking about anxiety. We're talking about depression. We're talking about how do I cope mm. no. in a healthy way. And so... Those are all the components, like you said, when we're talking about a collaborative approach and and this 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 really comprehensive deep dive into let us try to do the work to improve the management of diabetes with patients in the community. But it's um what I'm hearing is a whole person, whole human approach to kind of and this is just my brain interpreting, we're trying to increase chances of success for people preventing, um, reversing in, if possible, or living with, with, you know, Mm -hmm. living with a diagnosis or making sure that they actually don't get there if you're pre-diabetic. But that function piece, right, whether it's male or female functioning, um, I, I could imagine that there is, there is a real major need to cope. Like for so many, especially... 
I'm going to say it with men in our community where their virility, like so much of a man, you know, in their masculinity, that, that bravado is tied to their ability to function and be virile. If something happens to that, that could, that could have such an immense change on their disposition. Like it could, and who, who, who do you tell? Who who do you tell? That's not going to be a conversation you have. With, I, I I don't think our male relationships to me, and this is our assumption. I am not a male, so they may be that deep and intimate. So please do not judge me if I if you guys are just talking around in your in your bro conversation, saying hey, like I think that's a woman thing. Like I think I'd be like Terry, oh my god, look what happened last night. I don't think men wake up in the morning over like daps and I'll say yeah, the man, this you know, my diabetes impacting my functioning. Oh. Like, so, so. so we both we both are experts in you know having that that um, mental health conversation. So that's what Vitco does when I talked about um, creating strong community uh, partnerships with all the stakeholders involved in the health of the community. And so we have partnered with Greater Changes LLC. And they are <laughs> our behavioral health specialist um, that um, is on site at the center as well. Uh, Mr. Tariq McMillan participates in the classes, the education classes, and he does a session on coping. So that's something for you to look forward to. You said you were interested in that. But... Um, mm-hmm. So I want Tariq McMillan, Greater Changes, has had the benefit, hopefully, our audience remembers, they were on NPR talking a little bit about their behavioral services on, why is it NPR? WTJX. But it is an NPR station. But they were on here talking about Greater Changes, right? So that's a great connection to see the ways in which they are working in other parts of our community to support that culturally relevant mental health piece. Um, for me, I'll, I'll put it out there. I don't mind being transparent. I'm an emotional eater. So I need help. I mean, I could take on anything and be like, this is my plan for today. And I'm going to watch my, you know, I'm going to watch my carb intake for the next three months. And it's going to be all gravy. And then, um, you know, I have a bad day at work. Um, I have a disagreement with my mom. Um, something happens where someone I love is impacted. You know, like life happens every day. Uh, and the first thing I'm going to want is um, a cheeseburger and a Coke, right? Like a Coke, a, a big, primarily, wow. a, not, not, you know, I, I'm, because that is how people, just because I work in food and I understand it, I understand the principles really well. The behavior change is okay when things are okay for me, mm-hmm. right? So the first week ain't got no major challenges. The first week summer is on it. When we add the stressor of meetings, maybe, then the food prep stops, right? And I'm, I'm out in the street and I'm, I revert back to my norms, right? So even positive stress, something like me growing my business can throw me off because I had 10 great meetings this week, mm-hmm. but I was just all over the place ripping and running. So I ate poorly or something as like, you know, maybe I lose a loved one or something happens that like food is my answer. Food, food is the celebration. Food is the um, emotional support it's Mm -hmm. the cure but it really isn't and so for me as we talk about how do people navigate new year's when i read coping i was like and you said coping i was like oh yeah that would be a critical component for me personally in behavior change because i'm an emotional eater so I'm excited about your journey at Vidco because then you would be able to speak from the inside out. But just listening to you um, and thank you for sharing, because I do believe um, sharing your story helps others. Um, 
but you gave several examples of where the work at Vidco supports the patient navigating living with diabetes. And so, like you said, you have recognized that food is a crutch for you. I remember I said in the beginning, you now have committed with the Vidco team and your primary care physician that I am committed to making this change. I don't want to end up as a renal disease patient. I don't want to end up blind. I don't want to end up as an amputee. I don't want to end up dependent on several um, injections of insulin. These are all the things that people say to us when they come to Vico. I want to do better. Maybe I want to, to break the family cycle. Um, and so just you saying the coping is going to help. So you make the commitment and you come to Vidco and you come to the classes and you engage with um, perhaps greater changes. You engage with our nurse practitioners. You engage with the nutrition specialists. You learn about exactly why that large Coke isn't the thing to do. It may give you comfort, but now the, the work that you have to do is even when you drive up to get that hamburger or that Coke, you have to make a better choice. So maybe not the super size. Maybe you're going to start with, let me take the, the, the kitty size. You will have to get on my brain because when you were saying <laughs> Coke, I was like, it's not large, it's the super size I, one. I saw your hand. Yeah, so I, 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 I was like, like not the super yeah, size. no, no. If we're going to be transparent, so, let we be transparent. Because then when you, when you actually sit down and learn um, the toll that that glucose has on your body and it's making your heart work more and it's making your blood pressure higher and all the work that it takes to break down too much like a dump of glucose into your body. Now you have an awareness of the consequences of that supersized Coke. So it's not just, yeah, I know I shouldn't be doing this. You actually have a visual of look at what I'm doing inside my body and what my body has to work to overcome just for this supersized Coke. So, so immediately you make um, different choices. Hmm. Making different choices. And so what the support in the behavior change is something that's really, really important. If you're just tuning in, this is Analyze This with Summer Sibley Brown and this morning Terry Lynch from Vidco and we will be back after the break.
the BBC World Service. What's going on here? We get to the heart of global issues. Stories we think matter from around the world. Everything was there in a way that I'd never heard before. Discussing the very best in global arts and culture. What has been happening on the financial markets today. Storytelling is something we absolutely love. Everyone's voice is so unique. Wow. It's a celebration. The BBC World Service. From 3 to 6 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Funding for the BBC World Service comes from First Bank. First Bank's digital bank offers check deposits, bill pay, transfers, and more from anywhere 24-7. More at onefirstbank.com. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Um, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, find the lyrics. Start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ed Council and Pivotal Ventures. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing. Invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Analyze This This Morning, the second day of the new year, and we have done a full roundabout about um, resolutions, which took us into a health resolution, and we are on with Vidco, Virgin Islands Diabetes Center of Excellence, and really honing in on on the role as we think about health that... um, diabetes being pre-diabetic can play learning um the number right that it's the sixth cause of death in the virgin Islands. so this you know i'm not being gloom and doom because it's actually been a really great conversation about the services that are provided by vidco and how they are seek their mission to kind of like aggressively wrap themselves around us to support us in being successful in increasing people's likelihood to 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 master and live with or not even have like diabetes. That's what I'm getting from the conversation, which excites me. Um, and before break, we were talking about um, the words, you know, the, the fact that their education tells us what diabetes is. Um, there is a component for nutrition. There's a component for medication management coping um and how to give yourself medication um and we're in a coping conversation and we're talking about emotional eating and i was sharing my 
my journey and um yeah i think that's where we left before break like the emotional eating and behavior change how you guys set up people for behavior change so i don't know terry tell me we could jump in and continue there or we could go into the nutrition component a little bit because i think it's all connected really Mm -hmm. and um so let me just say because every time um we go to a different topic i remember something else that so i'm not sure if i also said we do offer exercise fitness assessments at the center as well because that is a huge component in the lifestyle chain so that is another service that's also um, available at Vico. Like, as you see, as I keep talking, you're going to see what I said. It's a holistic, comprehensive approach. Um, in the month of November, where I mentioned that we aggressively went out and did community outreach events, one of the things that um, had impact on me was what I realized is there's a large portion of the community that is walking around not knowing that they're pre-diabetic or they actually are walking around with diabetes. Similar to what they say about hypertension, diabetes is also considered a silent killer because it does affect um, everybody's system, your liver, your eyes, your circulation, um, your blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So kind of piggybacking about what you said about not wanting to just be gloom and doom, I want to balance it by saying it is a serious conversation. It is important that you know your numbers and your status, but also one of the the, the feel-good um, things that I have about being a part of the VidCo team is in the short time that I've been there, so we repeat your A1C every three months, I have seen people that have come to the center, they've, they've, they've um, partnered with us with the classes and everything else that we have to offer, and their numbers have decreased. Yes. Their A1C numbers have decreased significantly. Um, just last week, I had two clients where the A1C is now in the normal range. That's amazing. So this myth that... It runs in my family. I'm going to get it. You know, I just don't have to go on medication. No, commit, do the work, know your status and say that for whatever reason, one of the things that I came up with listening to my executive director, Ganesh Prasad, he always tells the story that his his reason for making a change, he shares that he was pre-diabetic as well, and his reason for making a change is his children, his children that told him, Daddy, I want you to be around. So he wanted to be around for his kids, all their life events, graduation, etc. And so he committed to making a change. So one of the things that I've started to ask clients when I'm talking to them, what's your why? Mm. What is your why? Commit to a healthier you. What's, you know, when you ask, when you think about what is people's why, one of the reasons, and again, I'm in my hostess with the mostest analyze this hat um, this morning, hopefully being a graceful fill-in for Neville. But on, in my real job, I run a well, the, <laughs> I run an organization called Virgin Islands Good Food, and my wife for that, right? There was this time, Terry, where I was doing like a food learn event, and it was um, 
it was children in St. Thomas and we were we were at Rico Center and we were talking about food and the role for food and I found out my why in that moment, right? I started to cry. I was hosting an event and I started to cry and because I felt like the gift that we can give our future, like the future um, is health. And I and I realized that I was doing all of this external food work to support farmers, but really it was to find an answer for myself, right? A person who had been struggling with weight my whole life, feeling feeling myself aged, not wanting to have polycystic ovarian syndrome, not wanting to have diabetes, not wanting... I, I remember when my grandmother, when I was 14 or 12, they used to have like these chambers that they used to put you in for dialysis. And uh, my grandmother, my father's mother, Bernice Marie Sibley, who I love very dearly, um, favorite human who ever existed and loved me like pig love mud. Um, she, I used to go with her to her dialysis treatments. And one time I got to go into the, the thing with her. And um, she also lost her sight, right? She did have kidney failure. I remember standing at, my, I, standing at her, I was in sixth grade when she passed um but i was there and so i saw i saw her lose her toe i you know i saw all of these things to this happen to this human who i loved and knew many other people who had lost their parent their grandparent in this way and watched them live with it and i was just like I'm on that trajectory yes. and I don't want to give this to anybody else, right? The reason why this was important for it to happen for young people is because a portion of, there's type 1 diabetes, right, which you're born with, and then there's type 2 diabetes, which is like primarily behavioral. It's consumption, right? It's, it's late le- onset, they call it. Or, or late onset. So I was like, I was like, we really need to do something about this. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, that was another like segment. So, like, so, so we're all over the place, but there's so many, there's so many things, so many aspects that we can talk about. Let me um, just try to address a question that we had um, during the break, mm-hmm. talking about. So now I know my status, and I'm pre-diabetic, and what do I do about um, the food? Because there's so many myths out there, like just don't eat carbs at all, or I do um, that. They not want. <laughs> don't eat carbs at all and the question was like they told me oatmeal is good and then somebody said oatmeal isn't good um one of the things that um we we one of our partners is dr leticia henry Mm. um she's our advanced nutritionist and and i remember me asking this question because it comes up so much there's this question about so i'm not going to use white sugar so i'm going to use honey or i'm going to use agave or i'm going to use something else and isn't that better it's still sugar oh wow! it's still glucose to be more specific still breaks down as glucose brown rice versus white rice um coconut water versus juice or or juices versus soda or no red meat or no um what else do we do no i'm not eating anything i'm going to going to eat fish so these are all the things that are circling about and remember what i said about when it came to greater changes and letting the experts give you the knowledge so that you can make informed decisions and so when it comes to food that is what that nutrition class is about so you will learn when it comes to food from a diabetes lens 
everything is about portion control. So can I eat oatmeal? Yes, you can. But can you eat a big top or should you eat a serving size? Can I eat bread? Can I eat this? Can I eat Thomas butter bread? We had that specific question. That's what I said. Culturally relevant education. Can I eat Thomas butter bread? You can eat the Thomas butter bread, but you need to know what is the serving size. Not breaking off half of the bread, slamming some cheese and cold cuts in which, it which is with the do. bush tea with the sugar in it. It's like three spoonful of sugar. Exactly. So these are the things that I say to people for me personally, and this is just a personal sharing. I can't do the thing where I cut things completely out of my diet because I know I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. fall off the, the, the wagon. If I tell you I like carbs, then I'm not going to cut carbs out to make this work. I'm going to learn how to control the portion of my carbs. So the, 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 the question during the break was, can I eat this or can I eat that? That it's not what you can um, cannot eat it's the portion size for what you eat and you know i think again culturally we are in we we're not big in food measurement right not at all <laughs> you know like it's two heaping pot spoon and then it's like let me get a little bit more so like that portion control um is important and we do need, we do need, I need, our community needs frequent education, places to become more familiar mm-hmm. with what, not just how, the appropriate eyeball measurement, the ways you can begin transitioning yourself. As a portion control is broken down into grams, mm-hmm. 15 grams per serving. It's broken down into cup size. So when we're talking, when I saw what the cup size for rice is really supposed to be, and I don't want to get it wrong, I think it's either a third or a fourth. I was like, what? Tell me about it. So um, that is how specific it gets to what I'm supposed to eat when. So I'm just here to say, the results have been rolling in at Vitco. I'm really excited about being part of this good work. It's good work. Um, I want to recognize you as well because we have now partnered with the Good Food Coalition because what we, we're, we're just finding, we're thinking out of the box and we keep going into innovative, creative ways to support the management of diabetes in our community. So incorporating the Good Food Coalition and the work you do with our farmers so that we can get that fresh produce as part of our nutrition um, discussion is absolutely amazing. Um, we are scheduled to be at the farmer's market at the Agriculture Fairgrounds on January 14th for our first community outreach for 2023. Um, We're excited about it. We're excited about the partnership with the Good Food Coalition and that collaboration you have with the farmers. Um, We urge the public to come on and pay us a visit. If not, we are located, the Virgin Islands Diabetes Center of Excellence, also known as VIDCO. We are located in Princess Plaza, it is across from James' funeral home, up the stairs from Dr. Prasad's office. I was just about, we got to get him the street location. <laughs> it's 4040 is the address. And the number um, to contact us is 340-208-0260. That is the Virgin Islands Diabetes Center of Excellence. 
located in Princess. The number is 340-208-0260. And call us. Give us an appointment to set up an appointment so that, like I said, you need to know what your status is. If you... Don't visit us at Bitco. I still urge you, make sure you schedule an appointment with your primary care provider so that you can know not only your diabetes status, but your health status moving into 2023. Um, just a quick question for our listening audience. You guys accept insurance. Is there a cost? At this time, all services that we offer are free of cost. So I want to, inc- I, I, I ask that because, you know, first of all, I want to say, Please go and check them out. Please come out to the Ag Fair um, to, 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 to participate in the outreach screening. If you have questions, the number was given. You can also look them up online. I did after I left the office. And let me, let me tell you personally, my personal testimony of why I am recommending this is um, I went there for our meeting. And when I walked in the office, the office was so joyful. <laughs> Everybody was pleasant and happy and welcoming and the space was just filled with a really good vibe and that's the kind of space I want to walk into when I'm dealing with my unknown when I'm dealing with with my own levels of anxiety around my health and I want to walk into some place filled with hope um data and people who feel like we can do this, not you can do this, we can do this, and let me set you up. So I'm encouraging you to take advantage of it because I left there with such a hopeful feeling that I'm going to do something different, right? Um, and so I encourage you, I encourage you, I encourage you. Even, look up Vidco, call Vidco, drive by, pop in. Um, we have Terry Lynch, the nurse navigator on, um, executive director, Doc, executive director Ganesh Prasad and program manager Isu Tujeng and I forget Miss Sam Miss Sam and Miss Perry, they were they were they were sweet they were kind they were informed, um, and for now the service is free. For so now the service is free. Why not take advantage of it? So once again, that is the Virgin Islands Diabetes Center of Excellence located in Princess. Please stop by, give us a, um, to set up an appointment. Um, we are going to be out in the community. Um, we have a Facebook page. We also have a website. You can visit, visit us for more information. Um, January 14th, we are going to be at the Farmer's Market. And on January 20th, we will be at the Lagoon Pavilion, with our fitness by the sea with uh, Miss L. Nielsen. That will be our soca aerobics class encouraging the community to become more engaged. Thank you for listening to Analyze This this morning. Neville will be back with you tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. 
During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.